0: You are listening to Seattle Sports Saturday Saturday. with Lydia Cruz, Curtis Rogers,
1: and Taylor Jacobs on 710 ESPN Seattle. Getting a little creative in this hour. We got NHL nicknames to get to. We got broadcasters getting traded for each other. Traded for cartoons. We'll get into that coming up in this hour. We've also got some NFL headlines to sort through as we get closer and closer to free agency. Plenty of stuff in the NFL going on, even though it's still kind of in a holding pattern this time of year. But there's Tom Brady's free agency. Did you guys know he's a free agent? I don't know if you've heard that yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Uh, yeah, it's what? kind
2: of been unclear. It's kind of uh, like Ryan Fitzpatrick and where, where he went to college. Where did yeah. you hear this? Hmm.
1: You know, I got around. my sources around yeah. the water yeah. cooler mostly. I've got my sources, uh, but yeah. Also, uh, just some developing news: BJ Daniels has been confirmed as the Dragons' starting quarterback today, as they take on the Houston Roughnecks about an hour from now. In seems
2: appro- seems appropriate that BJ and PJ will be the starting quarterbacks yeah. in that game. Yeah, PJ like Walker, man, dude,
0: that guy, dude he's can good. Ball. He's playing himself into a job. That's for
1: sure.
2: I mean, yeah, Andrew see. Luck should probably scout all quarterbacks for the XFL from here on out.
1: Yeah, because yeah. he was the one that gave the recommendation to Oliver Luck, his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now P.J. Walker flourishing in his role as starting quarterback for the Roughnecks. Wouldn't mind seeing him uh, you know, in the NFL at some point. Maybe, Maybe.
2: on a Seahawks roster. Oh.
1: I'd like that. I'd, I'd like be, that. be okay Seahawks? with that. I'm okay with that. I'm also okay uh, getting into this hour's Big Three. Number, Number one. one.
0: I guess it's me NBA update Nets head coach Kenny Atkinson out in the least surprising move ever uh, as the the Brooklyn Nets will move on without him. I'm sure he and Kyrie had a fantastic relationship that just seemed to fizzle, but uh, it's going to be most likely a new coach at the helm when KD and Kyrie are on the same court together there in Brooklyn. So we'll see what that team looks like under new leadership. Speaking of leadership, lakers bucks and raptors leading their respective conferences and already clinching playoff spots for this season we also got the joy of seeing lebron james go up against zion williamson which was a great sort of uh people are comparing it to the kobe jordan game where the two of them were going up against each other and
2: Passing of the torch.
0: The passing of the torch, and Zion, who in his short time so far in the NBA has accomplished quite a bit and has been such a force. Uh, and then you you look at LeBron, year seventeen, still the league leader in assists, still in the MVP conversation, and again leading his team to a playoff berth there in Los Angeles. So. It will be really exciting to see as these teams come down the stretch. You know, this is when basketball starts to turn it back on. A little bit of weirdness between All-Star break and now, but then this is where teams start to jockey for position. Really go for it with the playoffs just around the corner.
2: Number, Number two. two. It's me, MLB Headlines. You. It, uh, spring training, as Siraj said, not even halfway over, but already some big headlines going on in the baseball world. Christian Yelich. I always want to call him yelly because I'm yeah. just you know just out fine. Christian Yellich is a brewer now for life uh signed a new nine-year 250 million dollar contract on Friday seven-year extension to his previous deal which will keep the 2018 National League MVP and two-time batting champion he's got a long resume in Milwaukee through at least 2028 also includes a mutual option for 2029. Which would be his age thirty seven season. So not totally guaranteed that he'll be there for life, but I'd say I'd say that it's a good likelihood that he will now be in Milwaukee for the rest of his career. Also, Boston Red Sox Ace Chris Sale has a flexor strain in his pitching arm. He'll be shut down from throwing for a week. He will not undergo surgery. As of now, he's consulted with a couple of big name doctors on that, but no surgery as of yet. And then Aaron Judge, another player, big-name superstar that's been shut down right now. He's been un- unable to participate in on-field batting practice this spring, and that'll continue for at least two more weeks. Giancarlo Stanton also sidelined as of now. The Yankees hit hard for the second year in a row with the injury bug. Also, the heckling of the Astros continues. And we've heard some some creative chants out there uh, online if you're following along. And then today, I love this. I love when baseball goes international because it is one of the most international sports. Twins and Tigers playing in the Dominican Republic. Nelson Cruz in the house with smiles on his face. Nellie being home. A record 102 players were on Major League rosters on opening day in 2019 from the DR and more than 220 started in big league camps this year. So it is the nation with the largest representation in MLB outside of the United States. It's cool to see it back in the DR after 20 years. Currently Minnesota leading Detroit 6 to 5.
1: Number 3. College basketball, we are just two Sundays away from selection Sunday. 8 days when we will know the NCAA tournament. Multiple conferences already holding their conference tournaments in order to determine the automatic bids. We've already seen one team have their bubble burst. That'd be Northern Iowa, the regular season champs of the Missouri Valley Conference. They were eliminated in the quarterfinals of that conference tournament. They got blown out, 77-56 at the hands of Drake, started from the bottom. Now the whole team is here. Northern Iowa, they were 25-6 and in the regular season. Very likely they will not be dancing in the NCAA tournament. Also going on, we've got the Mountain West tournament. San Diego State nearly avoiding an upset at the hands of Boise State. They advance to the semifinals in that conference tournament. As of today, ESPN's Bracketology has seven Pac-12 teams in their field of 68, a stark contrast from the three that were sent a year ago Pac 12 tournament that will commence next week in Las Vegas at T Mobile Arena from March 11th through the 14th. Washington locked in at the number 12 seed. They still await the team that they will play in the first round, the number five seed, as there are about four teams right now that could potentially be the number five seed. We'll know exactly who it is after today. A lot of action going on in the Pac 12. Uh, Obviously, the Huskies taking on Arizona later today. Um Stanford, they play Oregon. Uh, that's gonna be an important one for positioning. USC UCLA. UCLA can clinch the number one seed in the Pac-12 tournament wild with a win today, which considering where they were in the non-conference, yeah. A Ooh. heck of a turnaround for Mick Cronin's boys down in Westwood. Uh Colorado, they play Utah today. Colorado also in the mix for that number five seed. Uh, it's very important to get the top four seeds in the Pac-12 tournament because if you are the number 5 seed, you've got to play four games in four nights, potentially, uh, instead of three games in three nights. So it's an easier road to the title game if you're one of the top four seeds in the Pac-12 tournament. That is this hour's Big 3. Uh, some honorable mentions in the NBA. This one hits home. Curtis. Yeah, well, your dog, named after someone who has been in the news this week.
0: Yeah, Spike Lee, very much a massive part of my life, one of my favorite directors ever. Our dog happened to be named Spike Lee when we adopted him, so just kind of serendipitous there. But will not attend games at the Mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden, for the rest of the season. He and James Dolan, they're having their disagreements about uh, certain entrances being used. not being used and uh, they're just James Dolan seems to be digging himself a hole that is gargantuan and impossible to dig out of
1: yeah Lee uh, was on first take this week explaining why he will not attend another Knicks game this season you just said you're being harassed yes are you going back to a Knicks game this year not this year really? are you cons- are you concerned no no
0: I'm coming back next year but I'm, I'm done for the season I'm done See, this is this is why Dolan gets away do with
2: it. Do you think Cause, that cause was Dolan's like Dolan's goal? I cannot speak to the man. I, I have but
1: another it, question. I can't speak to him. Yeah. Like taking shots at your most like well known fan when a team that is probably struggling to be respected out there, not, not the way to do it.
2: But not struggling for attendance. That's the thing. Yeah. This is still a franchise that's worth what?
0: Billions. Billions. I, billion. I believe they are the it is most... the most
2: expensive franchise. Yeah. I, it's worth the most. And they. I was lucky enough to go to a game at MSG earlier this year. It was packed. Yep. And it was a random like Thursday game. It was so impressive that they have that loyal fan base. But it also... You're wondering, is there ever going to be... The, the product re- repercussions. on the What repercussions think- yeah. for Dolan's action. Yeah.
1: Who do you think this last week had a worse experience at Madison Square Garden? Spike Lee or Kyle Brown? Oh. Cause Kyle Kyle got was duped. fleeced. Yeah, he uh, got fleeced. Yeah, he got uh he tried to buy tickets off the street that were very counterfeit. Faulty tickets. Yeah. At MSG. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No good.
0: No bueno. So who who probably had a Kyle. worse week Spike Lee cuz he was only there for such a short uh, Spike's yeah. been there for a while. He probably knew what was coming with Dolan. Spike
2: he, Lee's been to a few games too. Like he's yeah. he's had, yeah. you know, a decades worth of games and when you're just in town to go to a game but that's rough. They were rough.
0: they were estimating he spent somewhere around 10 million dollars on his tickets. And yeah, Max so Kellerman far.
2: was very obsessed with doing the math on this because he was doing, you know, like inflation and, yeah. you know, investment opportunities that mm-hmm. could have happened over the years. Nobody should be thinking about how much money and time and energy they spend on their fandom no. because it, it would depress you. That's oh, the yes. point. It's it's not rational. They're
0: fanatics, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. That's what fan is short for. Yeah, <laughs> fanatic is in short, it doesn't mean rational person who lives within these confines.
2: Yeah, we're not called r- uh, rats. We're not called rats. We're yeah, not, not rats. No,
1: no, <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> not good. It's not good. No one wants to be a rat. No. Nope. Coming up next, we go through some of the biggest headlines in the NFL. Obviously, Tom Brady is a free agent, but uh, also some contracts. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about it coming up next here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Seattle Sports Saturdays with Lydia Cruz, Curtis Rogers, and Taylor Jacobs. On 710 ESPN Seattle. Yeah, when that music hits, there's only one thing to talk about. Soccer, baby! Yeah, we're talking... Track and field. Football. No, we're talking NFL. Headlines right here. Proposed CBA, it is out there for the vote. We got some news this morning that maybe there are some owners hoping that the NFLPA sends back a no vote so that they can tack on... Yet another game in the regular season, making it an 18-game schedule.
2: We talked about this. It, it only makes sense to me that that's your stepping stone, right? That's what you want to get to.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Jeremy Fowler essentially coming out this morning saying that a few of the owners have come out and said that they think they can get a better deal. And that they are essentially hoping for that 18th game, hoping to get more things and economically get into a better position. That's, that's the weirdest thing to say. It felt awkward saying, but they're looking for better financial economics to position themselves going forward as owners in the NFL.
2: The NFLPA also saying, well, players have until March 12th, one minute before midnight, to send their ballots back. with somewhere like 2,000 members. And we've heard a lot of big-name players speak out against it, including Richard Sherman, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, J.J. Watt, Marquise Pouncey. Hilarious video. Um, But I think for the core of the NFL, a lot of those players that are more on the fringe, we've also heard from them that this is in their best interest. So I think it'll be really interesting when it comes down to it, and a lot of people believing that it will get the majority, because that's all they need, simple majority.
1: Yeah, it was uh, Nate Solder, the Giants player rep, who said that he had pulled 15 guys on the Giants roster who were not star-level players, who were, you know, just practice squad guys (laughs) or guys on the rookie deals. And he said of all of the 15 guys, all of them said they would vote yes on the CBA. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is the Dolphins player rep, he said he was going to vote yes on the CBA. Uh, So it seems like there is a, a... Big divide between the star-level players and the guys who are scraping by, essentially, in the NFL. And people hear the term scraping by. It's like, oh, they make $500,000 minimum. It's like, yeah, but you, know, you got to pay for your housing, and like, you can get cut at any time. Also,
2: your career is over, and you're also, most people, maximizing your earning potential at the start of your career professional career. There's not many people, many of us that can say that, where you go almost in the opposite direction for the rest of your life. This is their time to make their money. So yeah, I I don't fault anybody, especially if they are those fringe players, uh, for voting the way that they want to. They're allowed to feel however they want about it. Active rosters are going to be expanded from 53 to 55 players. Game day active lists go from 46 to 48 players, and then practice squads go from 10 to 12 players immediately. So a lot of those guys that are on the fringe. It also gives them more opportunity for jobs.
0: I just will not understand why they don't suit everyone up on the roster. They got that, to pay them that's the practice so mystifying. squad rate, right? I know they're not making the same, but why can't they suit up and why can't you have your full roster on the sideline for every game? And especially if you want to add games, people are going to need to be cycled in. You're going to need rotations. You're going to need a lot more thought and. Put into how you treat your body if you're adding two more games. Guys are barely making it through six, 16 games in a 17-week
2: season. Pete Carroll's on the same page as you. I remember he said after the season, that's one of the particularly mystifying things why we can't do that already, and I think the rest of us are on board with that as well.
1: Also going on in the NFL, free agency nearing Tom Brady. Believe it or not, is a free agent. You may have heard that once or twice. Uh, some interesting... <laughs> ways that people have gone about trying to recruit him. There was Julian Edelman last week at the Syracuse game saying he's not going anywhere. Uh, And then Dana White, the UFC president, hopped on a phone call with Tom Brady to his Instagram Live, which I don't know if Tom Brady had consented to it. Or maybe oh, no. he was in. You on could
0: it. tell he was like, ooh, <laughs> well thank you. Like is what he said. Oh yikes. I also, appreciate it.
2: Isn't Edelman making merchandise? Didn't he also create mm-hmm. like stay tom merchandise? Or he yeah. did. Whoa, okay. He's also
0: going through his bar mitzvah. So he is acting like a boy. He's becoming a man. Let's cut him some <laughs> slack guys. He'll be a
1: man soon enough, and then we can we can put all of this stuff in the you house. Know? And then Mike Vrabel was <laughs> FaceTiming him, <laughs> yeah. but not. It wasn't recruiting or anything. No, just it was just two buddies. Some friends buddies. I forget the reference he made. He's just
0: like, just like some girlfriends chatting. He's like, what?
2: Then you got every Boston celebrity also trying to like text yeah. Tom yeah. and hit him up. Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck. Like, Ugh. what? Do you, how do you feel if you're Tom Brady right now? Can all these people, ju- these dudes just stop trying to FaceTime me and tweet me and DM me? Like, could I just get, you know, yeah. some time off?
0: It's no good. This is a man who's terrified of nightshades. Just remember that. (laughs) Yeah. Hates him. You know what? No tomatoes.
2: Exactly. Hey, I'm with him on that. Inflammation, it's a real thing for some people.
0: True, but (laughs) it doesn't feel like it's real with him. He's scared
2: of ice cream. That's You can make fun of him for that. Oh, man. Don't trust anybody
1: anybody (laughs) who's afraid of ice cream. (laughs) Unless they're lactose intolerant. Yeah, that's fair. But even then, people who are lactose intolerant try to come up with excuses to yeah. where they can eat ice cream. Look, we're all all little... the
2: milk ice cream. You yeah. Can, yeah. That's not, that tastes pretty good.
1: We're all a little lactose intolerant. You just deal with it. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? It's ice cream. <laughs> you ever had it? It's, it's amazing.
1: Come on, Tom. Live a little. <sighs> also in the NFL, uh, Washington, they have granted Trent Williams permission to seek a trade. The 32-year-old left tackle sat out the entire 2019 season after... Uh, being in a contract dispute with that organization. I would imagine he's going to have success finding another place to play because when he was healthy and playing, uh, probably the best left tackle in football, if not top two or top three. So he could be on the move. Uh, I think Cleveland is a team that has been announced as a suitor for his services. Arizona,
0: also another team said mm-hmm. to be interested, looking to protect, you know, Kyler Murray and
1: shore up their offensive line. So. Trent Williams could be on the move. Uh, Another move yesterday that really set the running back market in place, the Chargers extending Austin Eckler to a four-year, $24.5 million extension, meaning Melvin Gordon is likely to go elsewhere. But I look at the Eckler signing, four years, $24.5 million. If the Seahawks gave that to Chris Carson, how would you feel? Those exact numbers.
0: Mm. That's tough, man.
1: It looks like a lot of money.
0: On, I mean, it is a lot of money. It might be too much money. Chris. Yeah, I gotta say, mm. the it, we're gonna enter a real interesting period of what's going to happen to really good running backs when they reach that second contract. What will it look like? And and with Carson will get there, and then we're gonna get Barkley, and McCaffrey, and it's gonna be really interesting to see. If those guys do re-sign, what sort of number are they going to do? How will that shift the market, the top-end running back? What are they going to get? What will it look like? Or
2: maybe not too far out from that being a market inefficiency, where you're able to get those guys for a steal. Who knows? The ones that are looking for that second contract.
1: Carson, if he were to play out a a hypothetical four-year deal, he'd be 29, 30 years old at the end of it, which that would be about the end of what we assume is a running back's productivity. Yeah. And it's just like, you can't
0: fault him. He's gone out there and balled. Yeah. He's gotten hurt and he's had some injuries, but like when he's on the field, he's effective and he's making the best of every opportunity. And then to come back and be like, well, the market dictates, we don't need you anymore. So running backs, the position specifically is going to go through a, an interesting sort of cycle here. And you know, you've you got to wonder about Le'Veon Bell and that season he sat out and the money he lost and what, what's going to happen. And he
1: wasn't even close to what he was before he sat out that season. Right, and just... I think he finished with like 700 yards this last season and he was healthy for the majority of the year. And you can't argue about the impact a guy like Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley have had. Yes,
0: that hasn't necessarily resulted in a bunch of wins.
2: That's but, that's hard, also hard too because you're yeah. yeah, true like two-way threat. I mean, didn't McCaffrey like earn honors in as both a wide receiver and a running back?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, pretty pretty, pretty good. Also, uh, the Saints—they placed Mm. a first-round tender on quarterback Taysom Hill. He has thrown 15 more passes than all three of us combined, and probably most people listening. 15 career passes in the NFL. First and...
2: and by the way, Drew Brees, it looks like, back. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, he's already announced he's coming yes. back in 2020. He's still got to work out a deal with New Orleans, but he's not negotiating That's with anybody else. not a else. question, yeah. really. I mean, I don't see the appeal of Taysom Hill. I think he's valuable at what he does, where he plays multiple positions and can throw a pass every now and then. I would not want him leading my team as the starting quarterback. He feels very
0: Tim Tebow-ish to me. You know what I mean? That just like there are certain opportunities he's been able to take advantage of and grats on that to him. But it just, I don't think he is a guy who could be the starting quarterback every snap and lead a team to the playoffs. He could be a good sort of, Stop gap and a good filler quarterback if you're looking ahead to maybe the next few drafts or something like that. If that's the route you want to take, I can understand that. But beyond that, if you're realistically trying to make a run for the playoffs, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a quarterback expert, but that feels like that ain't it. And I'm a Tay. This one from one <laughs> Tay to another Tay. Mm. Nah.
1: Well, mm. another thing with Taysom Hill is he is... A little bit older than most players with his service time. I believe he's thirty years old.
2: I think he was twenty nine last year, for sure. Yeah, 30, so 30?
1: he's not he's not young. Twenty nine, August twenty third, nineteen ninety
0: birthday.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah, so he'll be thirty by opening day next year. I don't get it. I don't see the appeal. 119 career passing yards.
2: But also not mad about it as a fellow uh, NFC team that has to play against the Saints. Yeah. That's all right. Get him out of there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Quite all right with that. Uh, Those are some of the biggest headlines in the NFL this week. When we return, though, there's one headline we didn't quite get to, but it's not on the field. It's in the broadcast booth. Could a legend be on the move in the NFL world? We talked that coming up here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Seattle Sports Saturdays with Lydia Cruz, Curtis Rogers, and Taylor Jacobs. On 710 ESPN Seattle. Monday night football needs fixing. I don't think that's a crazy assessment of the booth right now. Obviously, Booger McFarlane and Joe Tessitore, they they have a, a little bit of an appeal. But is it at the most, like, is it at the focal point of the NFL schedule, Monday Night Football? It was the broadcast that everybody tunes in for, something that everybody looked forward to each and every week, that now I think Thursday Night Football may have lapped it in terms of popularity. Which is
2: crazy to think about. Thursday Night Football, which used to be like the running joke.
1: Yeah. So how does Monday Night Football get back to being that signature broadcast of the NFL week? Well, could it be in the broadcast booth itself? And if it is, there's a rumor going around right now that ABC and ESPN has very serious interest in bringing back Al Michaels to head up their Monday Night Football broadcast. And they would pair him with Peyton Manning. Ooh. That's, those are some heavy hitters. Yes.
0: That's a that's a name draw as they say in the biz. That's a draw.
1: It is. But how would ESPN and ABC be able to get Al Michaels from NBC because he's currently under contract right there? Well, they probably take a page out of their own playbook <laughs> because it wasn't just about a decade ago ESPN traded Al Michaels to NBC for multiple things, most notably the rights to the cartoon Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. That is a fact. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was an NBC property until Al Michaels was traded to NBC back in, what, like 2006? Disney got the rights to this cartoon. You know, that's what they wanted. So it got us thinking, what are some trades, not player trades, but trades we would love to see in the world of sports that are maybe a little bit off the wall. Broadcasters, coaches.
2: Mascots, mascots. even. Mm. I was thinking about this. We've seen coaches in the past, but is there a mascot in your mind that you'd mm. be willing to leverage for? There was one that came to all of our minds when we started thinking about it. Yeah.
1: Get us gritty. Yeah.
2: What do we What do we got to do to <laughs> gritty get City. gritty?
1: Gritty of the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, you got to... You got to That's going to cost out. you though. Yeah, that's
0: that's a couple first mm-hmm. spread out over a four-year period. That's a couple seconds spread out over a four-year period. That might be a star player too on top of that.
2: Does gritty fit Seattle's image though because I do think there's part of him that is very Philly. Yes. He, he, like but could he fit here in Seattle? Is he the right fit for our system? Is his personality yeah. not
1: not a fit here? Does we he talked about sister? personality fits earlier in the show. Uh I, I think he can fit in where okay. he goes. Would he be one of those mascots like the San Diego chicken that represents every team in town? Ooh. Or would it be one specific team? That's a good question.
2: Text in. Let us know your I comments. would
0: almost be okay with him representing all the teams. I yeah. Think. I think I would be there's okay room. with that.
2: Yeah.
1: I think Sorry, room. I love Blitz. Blitz well, offered to officiate my wedding. He did. Which which is I mean Gritty, if he's in town, that'd be But also curtis none of them speak i know that was if
2: that's a, that one was big
0: a... hurdle you may have to get over to have them say something at your wedding all just yeah. nonverbal
2: communication up there i'm kind of hand
0: signals. kind of amazing
2: um what does they, he yeah. undergo like a color change when he comes to seattle like does gritty go from orange nah. to yellow
0: keep it okay yeah. <laughs> all
2: right i like this
0: we got the dragons they're orange so we got some orange that's in our city fair. now
2: uh other hypothetical traits that got you guys thinking
1: I would love to have Bill Walton on a final four call, which I don't think he's ever done before. Uh, which may, I think people like him just stashed away late at night calling Pac 12 games. Let's put him on the biggest stage in college basketball. Let's have him ruffle Jim Nance's, you know, prim and proper, mm. like, I'm Mr. Broadcaster. Here, I'm going to give. Jim Nance does the corniest thing each and every year, and it doesn't get (laughs) talked about enough, and it really needs to. He gives his tie that he wears on the championship game broadcast to the senior player on the championship team he deems most worthy. How full of yourself do you have to be Uh, to do that? Bill Walton... We'll gladly knock Jim Nance down a few pegs. Get over yourself, Jim Nance.
2: Oh, thank you for this tie. Uh, I'll treasure it yeah. forever. Okay,
1: cool. Thanks,
2: N- this dude. This
0: guy who I don't <laughs> care about. You guys are talking like a couple of people who never gotten a tie before.
2: <laughs> a used tie, Tay. A used tie.
0: With, with Jim Nance's neck sweat on it? You never know. Sometimes you're in a situation... It's a black tie optional wedding and you're like, Curtis, you're going to go through this black tie optional. Who knows what to wear? Do you wear a gym dance tie? Do you wear a bow tie? Could help in any situation. You also, never know.
2: does that count as accepting a gift? Are they allowed Ooh. to do that?
1: Ooh. Well, they they are seniors and that was their last bit of eligibility. So I guess Fair? because of that. Yeah,
2: there's no gray area, perhaps. Who knows?
1: But yeah, get Bill Walton in there. Okay. Loosen up the stodgy gym dance.
2: What do we got to do to get Gus Johnson back? Oh. To March Madness because yeah. I'd trade yeah. just about anything to make that happen. Yes, yes,
1: that um, was I literally only wrote two
0: names on my <laughs> trade list. First was Ke- uh, Gus. Sorry, uh, Kevin Calabro is my second one. Oh, Spoiler nice. alert. yeah, Gus. He just brings a different energy. There is just something about the games they feel way more important when he's on the call. The the end of game, and Curtis, I know this probably brings yeah, back some tough
1: especially memories. this time of year. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. today, because the Huskies right? are playing the Wildcats. But you yeah. can probably
2: sleep well knowing that it's there's probably be quite a different result. Yeah. So, well, like- yeah. It
0: was just such a call. And uh, Curtis, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, blood! I, Nope. Oh, my nope. God. <sighs> nope. I love that. It's so so get yeah, get Gus on some of those big games. I almost wish you could have him in a studio like and you, he could be the host of the Red Zone style NCAA mm-hmm. and he just gets to do the final minute of every game. Like he just bounces in and it's just like, "All right, now we're going to throw it to Gus as he finishes off the game and like he brings you down the stretch Ooh. of every
1: game." Who would CBS have to give up to Fox to get Gus Johnson back? Mm-hmm. You need a heavy hitter. You got to yeah. give up someone
0: big. Who's a big CBS personality? Well, you got. Just give, so up, the the, give up the logo. Give up
2: Phil. Eye. <laughs> give up the eye. We're we'll, past Phil, we'll pass Phil the right?
1: They got Phil. Phil Simms. Yeah. Know if he mo- you can you- put him on Fox's. NFL coverage. Probably need Phil plus a couple draft
0: picks in order to get Gus. Gus's value is really and high, right? Could now. you
2: sweeten the deal and throw in something else to that as well? Maybe like throw in a TV show while oh, you're at it. Ooh. Like throw you, you can also Lurie. have our Thursday night lineup. Throw in That's Big Bang repeats. Throw
1: in uh what's that one that Tom Selleck hosts? Like blue or oh, not Blue oh, blue bloods. Blue bloods, blue bloods. Yeah. Blue bloods. it's on Friday nights
2: <laughs> for like fourteen years, yeah. I think. So yeah, you guys Jag? can get Phil Bloods. Is that and still a CBS? Give him young Sheldon and let's call the
1: deal. CSI uh, (laughs) Muckle Tio. Yeah.
2: All yeah. future CSI sites. Oh, NCIS, they've got like 18 of those shows. They yeah, a couple
1: NCIS's.
0: Yeah. How many Were naval future, crimes
2: are being committed?
0: With the future <laughs> NCIS option, you know. Okay. Down I like the line. This.
1: All this for Gus Johnson. <laughs> I,
0: and that probably still seems like it's not enough. It's like the Yelly deal. It's like, yeah, he's making all this money, but it's like still probably underpaid. Probably
2: underpaid.
1: <laughs> I like that one. That's a really good trade that I think needs to happen in order, specifically for this time of year, because it March Madness. On its own is probably the most exciting sporting event in terms of just drama and you know last second finishes
2: and but- how it turns like casual fans, people who don't follow the sport all year, into intense fans. I, I think don't that's think a there's, big point. Yeah, yeah the f- there's nothing else converting
0: like that. casual fans and even no fan, non fans into watchers, believers, followers. All of these things. March Madness is unmatched in this country. It's it's not even maybe even The number of people that kind of flip, it may be the biggest flip you get in sports because soccer fans around the world are pretty consistent in their fandom and who they root for. For like World Cup. They don't really check out and check in. Yeah. But it feels like you have just a large group of people who don't really follow
1: college basketball until next week. And then everybody's glued to the TVs (laughs) at their work. Yeah. Uh, You'll hear Dave Wyman complain about there's no TV in studio. That, That happens every time this year. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, oh, my favorite. <laughs> One of my favorite traditions.
0: Great for me. <laughs> also because he sits in front of a computer, and if he literally pulls up a number of websites, a number of websites, I'll help him
2: out. They'll I... all be
0: just right here on this screen in front of him, and it's literally like having a TV. You
2: could pop the March Madness app up on yes. your like iPad or your phone. We'll get it working for Dave this year, but yeah. you know, yeah, the bless uh, his heart. the
1: March Madness on Demand app. I download it every time, every year this time, mm-hmm. and yeah. then. Delete uh, it around like April first yep. when the national championship game is. I just like a bit of a do. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for your service. You, you served <laughs> it's us been well. been Nice. Yeah, the, the, I want to see those kinds of moves get made. Gus Johnson, I think, has leapfrogged Bill Walton on the final four call. Like that's yeah. that's the sports broadcasting trade that absolutely needs
2: to happen. Real quickly, were you thinking Calabro? Bec- But I wouldn't want him back for anything other than
1: Sonic.
2: Yeah,
0: but it's more of like a futures deal. Okay, I like Like that
2: because I do think like, and I believe that a team is coming back. Who do we give the Blazers? There. Well,
0: it would be I at. think we would have to like give the NBA something and I think it would just be what's like the coolest thing? Like maybe some beer, local breweries yeah. want to step up.
1: <laughs> we'll give you a Sixer. And- a Sixer
0: of some like uh, Georgetown with their finest and maybe we just call it even or su- some sort of subscription based thing we could we could get them on. Something to get Kevin back for when we get the
1: Sonics mm-hmm. back. What, That's
2: really what, all I care about.
1: What does Seattle well, trade Portland?
2: Well, I'll be Kevin willing Calabro. to go to like not pumping our own gas for like five yeah. years. Whoa, we're willing mm. to do that. I know it's mm. weird. We I don't soccer like it, success, but because I want. They think Kevin. they're successful, but they're really burn. Right, soccer burns. <laughs> how, <laughs> <about, laughs> how
1: about we give Portland our sales tax? Ooh, there you go. More okay. Kevin Calabro. Done. Sounds it.
2: perfect. I, I like it. that.
1: Can
0: we get j back too? Let's get the deal. Guy. Have him be a throw-in as well. Also, I'd be willing to trade myself to multiple different – like if Sony is interested in trading me because we're ESPN affiliate, which is an ABC, ESPN, Disney affiliate, maybe we get Spider-Man back in the universe. Ooh, I'm wow. willing to go to Sony. I'm willing to be really big in Japan and do <laughs> sports radio in Japan. It'd if that's what it takes, I'm willing to do it for Peter
1: Parker. Coming up in the next hour, Jadevi and Clowney are unique in Gakway. Who are you taking between those two? But coming up next, did we get even closer to figuring out what NHL Seattle's nickname will be? I think so. We'll talk that coming up here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Seattle Sports Saturdays with Lydia Cruz, Curtis Rogers, and Taylor Jacobs. On seven ten ESPN Seattle.
0: have
2: you guys too heard legit too, "Too Legit to Grit"? The gritty well, tribute.
0: Running all over my chest. When it comes to mascots, I'm the I best in the world.
1: It. But it I don't is. play nice.
0: Don't know how to skate, so I'm slipping on the ice. I'm cheering when the boys score a goal. Look into my eyes, and I look into your soul. But yesterday, with the big orange beard, but haters gonna hate.
2: Very weird. Yo, check out. The- you guys, it's one Whoa. of the greatest. I'll send you the video because whoever created this, they, they created a full-on music video for this, and it's just perfect. Get Hammer Gritty to Seattle. Pissed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> But does Hammer have enough uh, no, no financial say. backing no. to file a lawsuit? No, no, no. He
0: has no clout anymore. No clout.
2: He'd be looking to trade some parachute pants for... for- yeah, he's
0: yeah. been on the trade market for a while. Yeah. No one's biting on Hammer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but Gritty, Philadelphia Flyers, NHL, I mean, it, we're this close to uh, being a part of that. We, I mean, we Seattle is technically a part of it, but... Right now we're just having to watch from afar. But one thing that will give a lot more legitimizing to the expansion efforts here in Seattle is that nickname. People are dying for a nickname around here. It is by far and away the thing that gets our text line going the most. Whenever we talk nickname here in Seattle or whenever we post a story on our website about potential nicknames, that is what everybody has an opinion on whether you are an NHL fan or not. If you're just a casual sports fan, people care about what this team is going to be named. And this week, we learned that, you know, with the name being closer and closer being announced, it looks like all signs are pointing to a specific team name for the NHL Seattle, and that'd be the Kraken. Well, Where did we find this out this week? It was ESPN's lead NHL columnist, Greg Wachinski. Uh, who put together a tiered list of potential nicknames for the Seattle NHL team, and Kraken was in that very top spot.
2: Yeah, let's go through just how he tiered them. Tier 1 was the favorites, the clear and away favorites, and a lot of these, yes, you've heard Seattle Kraken being one of them. He also broke it down into why it works, why it doesn't work, pun potential, the outlook, the forecast. Like This is really well-written and researched and also probably just a lot of fun to work on. Also in that Tier 1, he has the Seattle Kraken HC, if you want to get into the hockey club element. Seattle Sockeye, or Sockey's made it into the Tier 1. And then Tier 2, the Contenders, names that you've probably heard related to that, includes the Seattle Metropolitans. Tier 3, the Pretenders, which includes some that I hadn't even really heard thrown around, like Seattle Renegades. Yeah, Totems, yes. Mm-hmm. He's got further tiers, including the Wild Cards, the pipe dreams, and then like just some random, the or no no the pipe dreams is a very final one because yeah I, I'm not sure where it would get from there, the the laughable absolute joke shows I don't know,
1: cracking, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. we say it out loud, it's it's jar, it yeah, but I think that is how it is with every team name.
0: Yeah, and I almost think we're a little bit jaded because of what happened with the Sounders, right? That they they put out a poll for those who don't remember in about 2007, 2008 and asked the public what do you want the team name to be and there was a write-in slot. And the overwhelming answer was the write-in slot and people write in Seattle Sounders. That there was already this history here with the Sounders. And then it hit, the team hit, it sounded good, they had the brand You know, they've had some weird jersey colors in the past and weird other things that people have had to get used to, but it just hit right away. And that's the last name of a franchise we really have. You know, we had the Dragons, no no disrespect to the Dragons or any of the other esports teams that we've developed here either, but a major top four league getting a team in there and having the name not be good. It just feels like it's a bad way to start. A franchise.
2: And usually the names that do the best, especially, you know, here in Seattle, are ones that have some sort of local tie or that fit with the...
1: The culture. The
2: culture, the Mm -hmm. city, the we're by the water theme.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mariners. We're by the
2: mountains theme.
1: Seahawks. And then, you know, with Boeing. Sounders. Sounders. And then with Boeing here, you have the Sonics. Mm -hmm. So all the names have had local ties. Kraken, not necessarily local,
2: water themed. Yes, but we had that giant squid.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: that was s- sort of somewhere in there. Isn't
0: it like still under the bridge? Of I Tacoma? think so, or is that just like a ur- you know like an urban myth?
2: I think it's still out there. Ooh, so we, maybe we do right have on. a kraken of sorts of our own, not quite cool. the same. You gotta
1: go find it. But <laughs> I Very think cool. with every team nickname comes this, you know, early portion where it. It does not hit right, but the more and more you say it, the more and more that you hear it, it just becomes normal. I think a lot of people in the NHL when Golden Knights was announced as the team nickname for Vegas, people are like, "What? Golden Knights?" Like, I don't know. That's not something. Dinner theater. That's (laughs) what it
2: felt like to me. You know, the the when you would go to what is it? The Knights of. I don't the remember.
1: Table, knights like, of Excalibur. Yes, the, the like, like dinner show? Eater. That's yeah. what it
2: felt like to me. Medieval times. Thank That's you. Right. There you go.
1: There
0: you go. Thank you. It's Just
2: Matt. Matt's like you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> How did you not know that? He says
1: that. about <laughs> Literally <laughs> everything, everything we you talk about, and he's yeah.
2: right for the most part. So, uh, yeah. And the color scheme came out. People it's were like kind gray, of gray,
1: black, gold, and red.
2: Acetate, like dark gray. Uh, there. That was kind of questionable, but it works now for Higgs. it does.
1: It, they are honestly, they're probably one of the most popular franchises in the NFL or in the NHL because of a the success they had, but also they have owned their branding. They have one hundred percent gotten behind the nickname Golden Knights. They have just become one of the most recognizable franchises in the NHL because they. Became what they
2: are. It's perfect for Vegas because, yeah, it is a little bit like medieval times. If you haven't seen like what their pregame ritual is like, go Google it. Find it on Twitter because it's absurd. It fits with that Vegas theme. Like if you're going to go see a show, you're going to go to the hockey uh, hockey team just as much as you would go see someone's residency there because you're going to get that theater element of it. But how about the Kraken? Does that fit? And would the potential? Because I love the like breakdown. That this ESPN article includes of, like, pun potential, but also pregame ritual potential, fan tie-in. Does Kraken really fit with that in Seattle? You've got the 12th man. You've got sort of, like, how does it fit with other sports teams and their current names or?
1: It stands out, I think, among the teams here in Seattle because it's unlike anything we've ever really heard or has ever really been floated out as a possibility for a team name. Like you mentioned, Taylor, with the Sounders, that was like the last big unveil that we've seen here in the city of Seattle. Of course, the Dragons last year unveiled their team name, but no one really had a say in that. That was just kind yeah. of the the XFL was like, here, this is your team name. Deal with it. Um, but this one, it's been drawn out. But Kraken, to me, could very well be a similar situation like the Golden Knights where... You know, at first glance, it's not something that I think is is easily digested. But then once you see the opportunities for, you know, marketing and and seeing those opportunities, you know, Kraken is this, you know, sea monster, essentially, that, you know, is taking people down. And especially the rivalry with the Canucks, where their mascot's a whale, like, you know, Kraken swallows the whale whole Mm -hmm. and all that. (laughs) and Yeah, I think there's there's a good possibility of it catching
2: up. Just the unleash the kraken element yeah. too of a pre game ritual. Or you could probably do something like that. Music traditions are huge in hockey, just as air horn traditions are huge. So coming up with like something surrounding that and your music, I I think could be interesting. Yeah, I
0: mean they gotta have the fog horn type boat horn. I would
2: think so. My like suggestion way back in the day before I heard the name was you get a fairy horn, mm-hmm. and then you combine it with a mix-up of you go probably Teen Spirit, a Nirvana song mixed with my suggestion at the time was Sir Mix-a-Lot, Posse on Broadway. I feel like you really get a lot of Seattle history in that, and that's your goal horn song.
1: I think, what was it, in that article that Washinsky had written for ESPN, uh, he mentioned that the NHL Seattle ownership group was not really feeling Kraken up until they received a presentation put on, and then they were all in on it. I think that's what the, I think what was it the guy from Detroit Hockey dot net mm, yeah. who had scooped the NHL on the Vegas Golden Knights nickname a couple of years ago he says
2: he's ninety seven percent certain that Kraken. He's will got. The future. Uh, what do you think?
1: Went into the process
0: of selecting a team of people to pitch a name to an organization, <laughs> and like who who was it? Who it, who yeah. are the Kraken? Who are the folks on Team Kraken? Like? Is
2: it an independent media firm that sort of yeah. like, a cons- like a consulting firm that then you come up with like a potential logo, you come up with potential like music and and fan tie-ins and fun rem- names. What
1: I'm thinking of in my mind is when on Parks and Rec when Tom Haverford and John Rolfio are trying to pitch yes. Entertainment 720. Right. They dim the lights. They get the disco ball going. You it's get a like Detlef, you get Detlef
2: shrimp in there just like to yeah. hang around your organization.
0: But like we still have no idea what's going on and how this
1: process <laughs> played out.
2: Or prestige worldwide. Like you don't know exactly what it's about, but right. just, you got to have a great presentation.
1: It's all, yeah, it's all in the presentation, folks. It is all in the presentation. Text Come, in your names, by the way, that you want. Because it's all over the map. Or
2: so. if it is going to be Kraken, how would you interact with that nickname in terms of like a potential fan group, a potential song, a potential slogan that you'd want to hear?
1: Coming up in the next hour, uh, we'll get you set for the Mariners. Also, the Dragons, they kick off in a couple of minutes. We'll get you some score updates from their game going on against the Houston Roughnecks. But up next, the Seahawks, they got decisions to make on their pass rush unit Jadevian Clowney or Unique Ngakwe or somebody else. Who is that somebody else? We get into all of that coming up here on Seattle Sports Saturday.